Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media and Service of Change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II. This is the show that aims to make the paranormal normal and the supernatural natural. We challenge reality, question which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a direction of thought to bring about change. We are consciousness explorers as we try to understand this world in which we exist, or at least believe we exist, because we all know that reality is not quite what it seems, and that reality got tested this week with a big announcement from Tom DeLonge. He's been talking about this for quite some time now. I've done several shows on it. We're going to dive deep into what Tom DeLonge said with his To The Stars Academy. Is disclosure at hand? I have so many mixed feelings about this. I'm excited about what could possibly come out of this, but I am also incredibly critical as an investigator, not as a direct critique to Tom DeLonge. I think what's what's going on here is is something big. I'm going to get into the specifics of that during this uh, this discussion we're going to have. You're not going to want to miss this show. So get comfortable, sit back, relax. I want you to keep an open mind tonight because some paradigms might be tested. Some beliefs might be tested. Whatever you believe, whether you believe UFOs exist or not, whether you believe the government knows about it or not, whether you believe that aliens are behind UFOs or it's some kind of other human thing, Whatever it is that you believe, I ask that you suspend that belief. I think we all need to suspend our beliefs right here and take an objective look at what could potentially be happening here. What has already happened, in my opinion, is incredibly significant. What it means, I'm not quite sure yet, but it is significant. I'm going to explain what that significant means based on my vantage, what I've been looking into. And and again, I've been following this story for quite some time here. So let's get into it. Let's get into the news before we jump into that because there's, I, I got to say, this is just, this is an exciting time to be alive. I think we're at a precipice, we're at a turning point, and the future is unwritten. We are advancing in so many ways, and I've given countless warnings about some of the things that are coming, but for good reason, because we are watching the future unfold at a rapid rate before our eyes. I feel like back, at least when I was a kid in the 80s and the 90s, to talk about these things was taboo. You were considered Looney Tunes. If you were to say, hey, I think aliens are real. Hey, I think I've been abducted. Hey, I've had out-of-body experiences. Hey, I'm psychic. You just didn't talk about it. Or if you were to sit there and say, hey, one day we're going to have artificial intelligence and computers that we can hold in the palm of our hand and talk to people through a tiny little screen. They would have said, you're insane, that's the Jetsons, or you've watched one too many Terminator movies. This is all happening right now, I, and I can't get over it, and, I, and what I keep seeing is the connections of how everything just fits. It all makes like I see it, I, it all makes sense to me now. So it's exciting, but it's also scary, and we also need to proceed with extreme caution But that's why I do this show, is because we need to be informed so we can make the best future possible. And that's my goal. 
again, I, I say it every show, I'm not trying to spread fear. Are there things we need to be cautious and sometimes afraid of? Yes. But knowledge of that reduces that fear and it empowers us. And that's what I'm trying to do here. That's what we're trying to do with Sixth Sense Media. Uh, I have to say the website is, is up and running. It's not launched yet. It's not released to the public yet, but it's there. Uh, right now, Ray and I are working hard to start building content and putting it on there. And that's this is my call to action for those of you out there. If you're a podcaster, if you're a blogger, if you're a writer, if you're an artist, a cartoonist, a comic strip creator, uh, a YouTuber, we may have a home for you. And if you're somebody who says, well, I'm new to this, I'm not very good at it, we may have a home for you. This is a great opportunity to get into the ground level. I'm not asking for your money. I'm just asking for content. If you think you have something to contribute to what we're trying to do here, to sharing information in our search for truth, whether you're a political analyst objectively or somebody into conspiracy theories, the paranormal, or whatever else may be going on in the world, if you have something to say, we want to hear it. Please, please, please get in touch with me. We are building something good with Sixth Sense Media. And I'm, I'm excited. Every, every week, Ray and I are talking and, and sharing information as this thing continues to grow. And I'm inviting you to be a part of it. And I hope you'll join us. Okay. Some of the things going on in the news, uh, again, I'm just amazed at this. We have coming from uh, mirror.co.uk, humanoid robot Sophia, or Sophia, I'm not sure how they say it, makes surprise appearance at United Nations to share her views on artificial intelligence. Now, I know she's been around for a while making appearances and stuff. I got I to gotta make a, a comment here. The fact that they chose the name Sophia for this being, I think, is very significant and maybe a little concerning. If you study the Nag Hammadi and the Gnostic texts, and you understand the Sophia myth, Sophia was, was an aeon that basically, according to the Gnostics, is responsible for the creation of Earth, for the creation of mankind, well, indirectly, but for the creation of the Archons. So Sophia creates the world. She creates matter out of this desire to create something different from the traditional way. Normally, she had to work with other gods or other aeons to do this. She did it on her own, and... She is responsible, according to the Gnostics, for everything that we experience today. I think that's interesting that they name one of these first humanoid artificial intelligent beings, Sophia. There's things that are hidden in plain sight, and this may be one of them. Okay? So this article talks about a robot, a humanoid robot known as Sophia, made a surprise appearance at a United Nations event yesterday, drawing rapturous applause from attendees. Wow, and look at the word they used, rapturous. Sophia became something of a media sensation over the past year, having given numerous TV interviews, performed in concert, and even graced the cover of one of the top fashion magazines. Why? Because they're cramming this AI down our throat. During the United Nations meeting on artificial intelligence and sustainable development, she engaged in a brief discussion with UN Deputy, Deputy Secretary General Amina J. Mohammed on how to help people in parts of the world who have access to the internet, who have no access to the internet or electricity. The future is already here. It's just not very evenly distributed, said Sophia, quoting renowned science fiction writer William Gibson. I'm scrolling past. They have multiple pictures here. I'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, and then it scrolls too fast. Some of these websites with all the pictures they have. If we are smarter and focused on win-win type of results, AI could help 
proficiently distribute the world's existing resources like food and energy. So what she's proposing to the UN is to put artificial intelligence in charge of distributing food and energy, taking humans out of the mix. Again, this could start off as something good. This could easily become abused. I don't have... I gotta find the article. I I don't have it for tonight's show, but I just read an article. I'm going on a tangent here. That the, there is a farm out there now that is completely automated. It's it's run and harvested by drones and artificial intelligence. So food is already being grown. Our food, I think it was a wheat or a barley uh, farm. It's already being grown by robots. Again, not necessarily a bad thing as long as we can maintain control of the AI, of the robots, of the drones. That's the key here. And and the flip side of that is, well, is this going to be putting farmers out of business? If so, how are we going to handle this new lifestyle where AI does everything? Are we still going to be able to earn a living, to to have food, to to pay for our homes? Or are they going to have to do something else with us now because we can't afford things, because AI is doing everything and people are out of work? This is something we need to be mindful of and prepare for. Let's see if there's anything else in this article that is... uh, worth sharing. Like I said, I'll have it in the show notes and it'll be in the secret newsletter that comes out uh, Sunday morning. Let's see. Uh, In the future, Mr. Hansen believes that expressive robots will be able to form strong emotional connections with humans because this robot is, uh, she's able, she has cameras in her eyes and she's able to read human emotion and respond accordingly. And they try to have, they have, I think like 60 some different mechanisms or mechanics in her face that allow her to express emotion as well. Again, there's a benefit to this, but it's also uh, a little bit scary. Now, I know I keep hammering this home, but this is unfolding in front. I mean, we had an, a, a robot speaking at the UN. That's crazy. All right, from Yahoo News. Collective consciousness to replace God. This is coming from author Dan Brown. In Frankfurt, Frankfurt, coming from Reuters, humanity no longer needs God, but may, with the help of artificial intelligence, develop a new form of collective consciousness that fulfills the role of religion, U.S. author Dan Brown said on Thursday. Brown made the provocative remark at the Frankfurt Book Fair where he was promoting his new novel, Origin, the fifth outing for Harvard symbology professor Robert Langdon, the protagonist of The Da Vinci Code, a book that questioned the history of Christianity. Origin was inspired by the question, Will God Survive Science? said Brown, adding that this has never happened in the history of humanity. Not in modern recorded history. Are we naive today to believe that the gods of the present will survive and be here in a hundred years, Brown 53 told a PAC news conference. Set in Spain, origin opens with Langdon arriving at, at Gungheim Museum in Bilbao for an announcement by a reclusive billionaire futurist that promises to change the face of science forever. Events quickly take an unexpected turn, providing a plot vehicle for Langdon to visit the historic sites of Spain. This is going on about the movie. But let's think about that. Is this something possible? Can consciousness can replace God? Well, I think we're seeing that happening already. I know I've touched on some things, and, and my thoughts and experiences have moved toward that. I don't want to say it's replaced God. My definition, my understanding of what I believe God may be is a lot different than the man in the sky who passes judgment over everybody that, that I grew up believing my, my Christian belief. It's changed drastically. Now, am, am I being manipulated to believe something? Am I going with the flow here and just accepting the new understanding? I, I, I Honestly, I can't say. I'm too close to this one 
to draw that conclusion. I, I think that what I'm believing is is true and accurate, but I'm also open to understanding that, hey, it, I may be wrong and there may be a different definition, a better definition, a better experience to understand that. But I think it's interesting that uh, uh, this this person, um, you know, Dan Brown, is saying that consciousness is going to replace God. I'm going to follow this one. We'll see where this goes. You can read more about this in the show notes at servicechange.com. All right, here we go. Another warning signal from tech. This one is uh, the Google Home Mini is always recording. They found a bug within this little speaker, and uh, it says categorized categorize this under one of the world's worst possible PR nightmares for a Google smart speaker. According to Antrim Ruskovsky at, at Android Police, the Google Home Mini he was reviewing was randomly and near constantly recording sounds in a home and transmitting them to Google. This comes to us from TheVerge.com. I'll have all of this information in the show notes and in the secret newsletter that comes out this weekend. But again... We know Big Brother is listening, and Big Brother seems to be merging with AI, one of the dangers I'm constantly warning us about if you have one of these devices. We know through uh, my show on WikiLeaks about the CIA using bugging all iPhones, all smartphones, to listen to you at any time they want. They're probably listening to me right now. I have it in a charger, and actually the camera's facing me, so I'm going to wave to the NSA and the CIA as they're watching me do my show Lucky them, I usually don't have it at this angle so they can watch what I'm doing tonight. But again, something to be mindful of. These bugs are out there. Are they intentional or do they just happen to get caught? All right, more tech, more AI from Bloomberg.com. Coming soon to California, cars without a human being behind the wheel. Oh my gosh. California took another step Wednesday toward permitting testing of self-driving vehicles without a human driver. Continuing a shift away from previous policies that companies criticize as being very overly I'm sorry as being overly restrictive the state's department of motor vehicles on Wednesday released uh, revisions to regulations proposed in March to allow such autonomous car testing on public roads which could take effect by next June California DMV chief counsel Bryant Soblent said on a conference to call a conference call with reporters I did a, a previous show and we talked about uh, by the year 2030, they're saying people aren't even going to own a car anymore because everything's going to be autonomous. There's going to be no need for it. The, the, the transportation industry is radically changing right now. They're talking about truck drivers being out of work in the very near future with Teslas and, and these other self-driving trucks. It's coming. Once one state is able to successfully implement this, it's going to take off. Dubai recently has a, uh, a, a driverless aerial uh, helicopter taxi service that they just rolled out. Uh, in addition, I saw, this, is, this isn't about AI, but I just saw, I think it's Dubai. They're pretty progressive with their tech. They have hover bikes. It, oh my gosh, these things look so cool. But this is something out of a movie like Judge Dredd or something where the, these motorcycle helicopters fly like 16 feet above the ground and they come in in a swoop of dust and they just land and, and are able to just... They're pretty cool to look at, but again, is that the few? I mean, think of the mobility of these things. Now, from a law enforcement standpoint, or from a police state standpoint, they can get into a lot of different areas a lot more quickly and efficiently than a, a police, regular police vehicle, a car, or a truck, or an SUV, or even a motorcycle can do right now. So, again, there's some really cool tech coming out, but is that tech going to be used? to hinder our freedoms. And we need to be thinking about what that means for us. Speaking of freedoms, 
I wanted to do, I, I came up with another article real quick, talking about Vegas. I know we did a whole show on that last week. Ray Davis has been tracking this story extensively. If you haven't done so already, please check out our Facebook feed, check out our Twitter feeds, facebook.com slash the sixth sense media. That's the number six. And it's Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at six underscore sense underscore media. Ray has been pulling articles and videos and research and putting commentary out there uh, on going on, especially tracking this second shooter theory that's out there. Um, we just had another tape released, uh, and this I had I'll have this link in the show notes. I'm not going to read it right now, but it's uh, CBS News um, has a, a I guess it's a 911 tape, and uh, I'm sorry, this wasn't about the second shooter. This was the shooting was called in before the mass shooting began. It was a maintenance worker who came up to the 32nd floor. He observed. I guess the security officer that was shot, you hear him calling 911 saying there's a gunman on the 32nd floor. He's indicating where the room is. He didn't know the room number. But this is before the shooting started in the crowd. Now, I know there's been some discrepancies and some changes by the police department to the timeline as to when things were happening. The question comes up, why did it take 72 minutes for them to respond? Well, my initial argument to that was it was chaos. Nobody knew where the shooter was coming from when things like this happen. I will tell you, you get reports from the witnesses coming in and they're sending you all over the place. Now, a good dispatcher is able to filter that information and assign different units to go investigate different things, but it takes time. And this was utter chaos. Now, 72 minutes, I don't know. There was a great breakdown. Ray shared it on the um, Facebook feed. I'm not sure if it's on the Twitter feed or not, but it's on the Facebook feed. A fantastic breakdown. I can't remember the woman who did it. I'll have it. You know what? I'll put it in my show notes in the secret podcast. But this breakdown talked about the possibility of a false flag and presented some really compelling evidence that makes you think about this. And what they got into on this was how people in Homeland Security somehow have ties to casinos, how somehow have ties to the body scanning machines that were initially rolled out in the airports and then taken away that are they're claiming are going to be coming up now into the casinos and to hotels. So this could possibly be a push. This event could have been created to scare people to say, we need more security. Oh, we have the machines, problem, reaction, solution. I, I got to find this link. It's out there somewhere. I, we do have it. Basically saying the reason this was done as a false flag event was to promote the use of these security scanning machines to make money for these companies and roll them out in hotels and at the same time further restrict your freedoms. I understand we want to feel safe. I have a problem with being searched everywhere that I go because that nobody has reasonable suspicion or probable cause to search me just because I'm going into a hotel. Are we willing to trade our perception of safety for our own privacy. That's what we need to be thinking of as this stuff begins rolling out. Simple solution, and you got to get people on board for it. If a hotel starts doing this stuff and you don't feel that this is appropriate, don't go to that hotel. Start the boycott process. All right. there, Man, I'm all over the place tonight. There's, Like I said, there's so much going on in the world right now. Let's talk about Tom DeLong. Let's talk about What's happening here with his To The Stars Academy, with his big announcement? First of all, I expressed, I doubt Tom will ever listen to my show. But Tom, if you're listening to my show one day, I have expressed frustration with 
with what Tom has talked about in the past because he's been dangling this in front of us for quite some time. And I get it. You build a buzz. He's launching a, he launched a business. And what he wanted to do is wanted to create a big buzz about it. And he did. But that frustrates me. And I would say this directly to the man if I ever had the opportunity because what he's dangling in front of us is possibly one of the most important things that has ever happened in modern history. This has the possibility to change everything. Everything. And it frustrates me that it was it's dangled in front of us to launch and promote a company. I understand what you're doing, Tom. As a, as a podcaster, as an author, I understand the marketing aspect behind it. But my frustration is that this information is not something that I think should be played with in that fashion. I have mixed feelings on this. At the same time, I am thankful for what Tom is doing. Because at the bare minimum, I am confident, not confident, I suspect that real information is going to come out. But I'm going to, before I jump into this any further, I'm going to warn us all, put your critical hats on. No matter how fantastic this information may be, no matter how excited we may be, because if we get real disclosure, I am excited about it, but I already have it planned that no matter what the announcement is, I will step back and I will be critical of it because we can't get lost in the emotion. We can't get lost in the excitement about whatever may or may not come out. We need to remain objective because whatever comes out has the potential to influence us, to manipulate us into making choices that will either benefit or harm us in our immediate future. This is important. I can't stress that enough. So Tom DeLonge has been talking about this big announcement. He's writing books. He's got, I, I read the first book, um, Secret, Secret Machines, Gods and Humans. I forget what the, the subtitle was. And it was a, a different spin, not totally different, but it was a, it was a well-written book. I'll, I'm going to say that it, as far as the information that he pulled out, it was, a, it was a very good look at accounts of what people call ancient astronauts, ancient aliens. And it was well done. I listened to the audio book version, so I, unfortunately I don't have the book in front of me that I can quote from, and I have to put that on my list so I can do a better analysis of it. They touched on consciousness. They touched on, um, not touched on, and they really dissected belief systems and where they came from, showing a preponderance of evidence that it's more likely than not that our ancient ancestors were reporting things that they actually saw. I thought some of that information was going to come out with his To the Stars Academy announcement. It didn't. Regardless, the book, it's worth it. It was, it was worth it from the audio version, at least. You know, I don't know what it's like to actually read it. Um, but it was, it was a good read, uh, and I will give credit where credit's due. So that's where Tom DeLong's coming from. He's been dangling this information. For the longest time, he's been saying, I've got insiders, I've got insiders, and that, to me, is always a red flag. And I, I said it, I got kind of angry a few shows months back. I said, put your money where your mouth is. Stop teasing us with this information. Show us who your sources are. I have to say, the man delivered on that aspect of it. He came through with what it seems to be some pretty high-level sources. 
So let's talk about the sources that he has. Uh, the first one here, Jim Semivan. He's uh, Vice President of Operations, and I'm reading from the ToTheStarsAcademy.com website. This is directly from the source. Jim Semivan is the co-founder and Vice President of Operations of To The Stars Academy. In 2007, Mr. Semivan founded the consulting firm Jim Sem One LLC. After his retirement as a senior intelligence service member of the Central Intelligence Agency. Since retirement, Mr. Semivan primarily worked for Jim Sem One, a consultant for the intelligence community on classified topics, including uh, IC leadership training, CIA tradecraft training, and IC programs for countering weapons of mass destruction. Mr. Semivan retired from the Central Intelligence Agency's Directorate of Operations after 25 years as an operations officer, both overseas and domestically. Mr. Semivan holds bachelor's degrees from the Ohio State University and an MA from San Francisco State University. Okay, this guy sounds like the real deal. 25 years working for the Central Intelligence Agency. If he's sitting here saying UFOs are real, I think we need to take him seriously. All right, the next one here. This, this one, I've never heard of the guy before that, but this guy I have heard of, and this really caught my attention. Dr. Hal Putoff. He's the Vice President of Science and Technology. Dr. Harold E. Putoff is the co-founder and Vice President of Science and Technology of To The Stars Academy. Since 1985, Dr. Putoff has served as President and CAO of Earth Tech International and Director of the Institute for Advanced Studies of Austin. He has published numerous papers on electrobeam devices, lasers, and space propulsion, and his patents issued in later communications and energy fields. Dr. Putoff's professional background spans more than five decades of research at General Electric, Sperry, the National Security Agency, Stanford University, and SRI International. Dr. Putoff regularly advises NASA, the Department of Defense, and intelligence community corporations and foundations on leading-edge technologies and future technology trends. Here is his PhD from Stanford University in 1967. This is a name that I have heard several times, and I want to look him up again. I should have done this before the show. Forgive me. I th- I'm pretty sure he's got connections to remote viewing, if it's who I'm thinking of. Uh, let's see. He worked in parapsychology. I don't want to read his Wikipedia. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. Yep. Hang on one second. I, I believe I just listened to a... Yeah, he-, he worked with the remote viewing program. I'll have more on him. Maybe I'll try to put a show together on him. But I, I was listening to an, an Ingo Swan interview... And Ingo was talking about Hal Putoff and how he was one of the founding fathers of the remote viewing program. So the fact that he's involved, plus all that other fancy stuff that I just read that he does, but the fact that he's involved in this has me personally excited because I, I really think that remote viewing and the study and exploration of consciousness, as I just read in that article previously, is an important aspect of our future if we want to move forward in a positive light. If we want to protect ourselves and prepare for a lot of the challenges that we may be facing. So to see him on there has me excited. The next person is Steve Justice, Aerospace Division Director. Steve is the director of the Two Stars Academy Aerospace Division, tasked with leading the effort to examine the possibilities of emerging science and technologies. This team will work to define advanced systems exploiting radical technologies, prototypes promising concepts, and develop operation systems that shatter conventional thinking. He entered the defense aerospace industry in 1978 after graduating from the Georgia Institute of Technology. After 31 years, Stephen is recently retired program director 
for advanced systems from Lockheed Martin Advanced Development Programs, better known as Skunk Works. Stevens Industry Experience brings to the Stars Academy a deep understanding of strategy definition, breakthrough technology development, advanced concept design, prototyping, system fielding, and program planning and execution using a leadership style that inspires innovation. Now, we know Lockheed Martin works on a lot of the classified black ops projects. Now, deep in the conspiracy circles, they say that the secret space program may have Lockheed Martin's hand in it already, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later. All right, this next guy seems like a really interesting guy. Louis Elizondo. He's the director of global security and special programs. Louis Elizondo is a career intelligence officer whose expertise includes working with the U.S. Army, Department of Defense, the National Counterintelligence Executive, and the Director of National Intelligence. It's a CI guy here. As a former special agent in charge, Lewis conducted and supervised highly sensitive espionage and terrorist, terrorism investigations around the world. As an intelligence case officer, he ran clandestine source operations throughout Latin America and the Middle East. Most recently, Lewis managed the security of certain sensitive portfolios for the U.S. government as a director for the National Program Special Management Staff. For nearly the last decade, Lewis also ran a sensitive aerospace threat identification program focusing on unidentified aerial technologies. Lewis's academic background includes microbiology, immunology, parasitology, with research experience in tropical diseases. Lewis is also an inventor who holds several patents. I need to come back to that because that's concerning as well. Okay, but this guy's interesting. Apparently, he was so secretive in, in the line of work that he was in he had to wait until about three days before, according to Tom, until three days before they launched to the stars to actually resign his position. That's how current this guy is. That's how apparently secretive this guy was. This is an intel guy. This is a, a super secret spy right here, and that's important. We're going to come back to that in one of the uh, when I start getting into my opinions on what this could mean. All right, Chris Mellon, National Security Affairs Advisor. Chris Mellon is a private equity investor, political commentator, and the chair of the Science Committee and the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. He served 20 years in the federal government, including as a deputy assistant director of defense, or of defense for intelligence in the Clinton and Bush administrations. Nice resume. In addition, he's worked many years on Capitol Hill, including as a minority staff director of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. As an aide to Senator William S. Cohen, he drafted the legislation that established the U.S. Special Operations Command He's the author of numerous articles on politics and national security and the recipient of multiple awards from the Department of Defense and agencies of the U.S. intelligence community. He holds a B.A. in economics for Colby College and an M.A. in international affairs from Yale University. All right, the list goes on. Let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the rest of these kind of quickly. Dr. Gary Nolan, genetics technologies consultant. So we're going to be looking at genetics. Uh, what's his background? Published more than 2020 research articles and is a holder of 20 U.S. patents. Uh, and he, he has been honored as one of the top 25 inventors at Stanford University and is the first recipient of the Teal Innovator Award from the Department of Defense. Okay. Dr. Paul Rapp, brain function and consciousness consultant. Again, this one really has my interest. He is a professor of military and emergency medicine and uniformed services... Services University and Director of the Traumatic Injury Research Program. He also holds a secondary appointment as Professor of Medical and Clinical Psychology. He is a past editor of, of Psyche and served on the editorial boards of International Journal of 
bifurcation and chaos, chaos and complexity letters, and cognitive neurodynamics. I can't even pronounce all this. His past honors included, include a certificate of commendation from the Central Intelligence Agency for, quote, significant contributions to the mission of the Office of Research and Development. What the heck was this guy inventing? Dr. Rapp attended the University of Illinois and earned degrees in psychology, minor in chemistry, summa cum laude, and engineering in physics, summa cum laude. He received a PhD from Cambridge, working under the supervision of Professor Sir James Lighthill in the Department of Applied Mathematics and Theoretical Physics. Okay. We have Dr. Norm Kahn, National Security and Program Management Consultant. Look, I know this is dry right here, but it's important to understand who they are. Uh, he was a consultant for security for the Nas- for the U.S. government with a focus on preventing the U.S. biological weapons of mass destruction disruption. Uh, distinguished career, let's see. This guy's all throughout the intel. Let's see. I think I have two more. Colm Keller, biotech consultant, biochemist with 28-year research career in cell and molecular biology, currently working in senior management in the aerospace sector. He was a laboratory director at Biotech Company, Prosetta Corporation, leading several small molecule drug discoveries programs focusing on viruses of interest to the United States Department of Defense. Okay, he's a virus guy. All right, Dr. Adeline Gilpin, biomedical research and attorney. Dr. Adele Gilpin is a scientist with biomedical academic and research experience as well as an active licensed attorney. She served on the faculty at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, the University of Maryland School of Medicine, and the Medical College of Pennsylvania. And her resume goes on and on and on and on. I'll have, I know I glossed through some of this because I was getting bored reading it. Uh, I hope you weren't bored listening to it, though, because what this shows is that these people had high-level positions in the intelligence community. And I think that's significant to what this is because normally we get insiders and it's either somebody who claims they work for some division we've never heard of or somebody who had such a low rank and their file happened to have been blacked out. We can't verify who they were anyway. These are people. We can verify who they are. Now, the organization they represent acknowledged the other day during Tom's big announcement that UFOs are real and they do not, they, the, the maneuvers of the aircraft that were observed are far more advanced than any known aircraft the United States government makes. That in and of itself is an incredibly powerful statement, especially one coming from people with these backgrounds. These are the ones in the government who would most likely be in the know. Okay. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe they're just telling stories and I'm just happening to believe everything. Uh, I'm looking through my notes here. I just want a couple things that I wanted to point out uh, that they said. It said, uh, all right, so this guy, Lou Elonzoto. I'm probably butchering his name. Uh, no disrespect here. He said, we might not necessarily be alone. He didn't elaborate on that. Think about that for a minute. What are they hinting at when they say that? You may not necessarily be alone. Is disclosure at hand? Well, they're dangling that in front of us as if it's coming. Okay, now, my own disappointment and the disappointment of many others who were out there was that this presentation that talked about a big announcement coming, most of us were hoping 
that this announcement was going to be some form of disclosure. Now, they did disclose one particular incident. Uh, I have it written down somewhere. It was, uh, was it 2004. Yep. Uh, it was, a, I think they called it the Nimitz UFO sighting in 2004. And they said it was a, uh, a giant UFO that was outmaneuvering F-16 fighters. And this was documented and well-recorded by the United States military, I think the Department of the Navy. And they challenged the media and the press to, they gave the specific term to Google to find this incident. And they said, and start requesting documentation that you should be able to get now that's on record that this was in fact a real UFO and that this craft can outmaneuver anything that we're aware of. So I guess that was their first step at disclosure. Most people I spoke to, uh, myself included, were pretty disappointed with that one. We didn't really see anything new or fantastic or anything that's going to be like this big smoking gun yet. The potential is there. They're dangling that in front of us, but we haven't gotten that yet. Now, a lot of people were frustrated that this was also, they they opened this company up for investors and they're trying to raise money. Uh, I know as of that the time the the event began, they had over a hundred thousand dollars raised. Today it's uh, nine ten p.m. October thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. I checked about an hour ago. They have three hundred eighteen thousand dollars and some change raised already toward this uh, endeavor. All from uh, you know people that are purchasing stock in the company. What are they looking to do? They're looking to identify these craft, study their capabilities, and replicate them. They want to build our own UFO in the eyes of the public. They want to take that technology, that advanced technology, and they're claiming they want to release it to the world. They want to change the world. They want to go to the stars. And the other piece of that is that they're looking to have an entertainment component, which I think is is quite genius. I know there's been a lot of criticism of that, but in all honesty, I mean, this is what Hollywood's been doing. I feel that they're taking the government playbook and they're making it public, but they're doing it in a way that they're telling us what they're doing. With the Hollywood model, with the, the secret stuff, you know, we have to draw our own conclusions because of all the symbols and stuff hidden in there. Here they're putting it in our face. I still think there's a hidden hand going on here, and I'll get into that in a minute. But here they're telling us we want to create a, a, movies that are going to tell these stories. So that's how they want to put their information out is through their own films and their own movies and things of that nature. I don't think that's a bad thing as, as a writer, um, as somebody who, who tries to be creative. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, it, it, it's unique. But I can understand the frustration that people have out there. We've waited a long time for disclosure. We want to see the proof. We want to see the smoking gun. Now, again, one of the things that, was it Lou or was it Tom or Lou that talked, I think it was Tom, that talked about one of the things they're rolling out. They're going to come out with a smartphone app. And this app will be a real-time app where you can report any UFO sightings you've had and then disseminate that to everybody with the app so more people can go there and get footage. Sounds really cool, right? Well, again, go back and look at the backgrounds of all these people that are on the board. What is that but an intelligence collection tool? 
So now we have a sighting and then we get all this footage and it gets reported back to them and it gets distributed to all of us as well. What is that information being used for? I know they're trying to replicate technology, but in addition, they're going to be tracking everybody who is now a part of this, everybody who has knowledge of these uh, UFOs, everybody who's filming them, everybody who's taking pictures of them, their experiences. And they're going to be gathering, they're going to have the potential to gather a ton of data on where these ships are and what they're doing. Now, maybe they already have that potential with, with radar and the technology they have. Maybe they don't. But we don't know everything they know. And I'm, that's what I'm going to get into in a minute. Because Tom keeps saying these things like, if you knew what I knew, you know, you'd understand why we can't share this and blah, 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 blah. It, it's pissing me off, quite honestly. Because what gives you the right to tell me I can't handle hearing this? or that it, Don't tell me you know it then. I, in all honesty, don't dangle it in front of me. Just tell me you have an announcement and 24 hours later, put the information out. But stop teasing us with this because to me, that's, that's baiting us. But here, now I'm going to give my opinion here. I'm going to go off on a tangent. I'm going to go over the deep end here. But let's say there's a, there's, these craft are from another planet. Let's say they're wherever they're from. Let's say they're from inner earth. Let's say they're aliens. I don't care what you want to call them. Let's say they're just not us. Well, what if they're friendly and we're collecting intelligence on them through our smartphone app that everybody, you know, potentially everybody in the world could have access to, and now we're just all constantly reporting to big, the new big brother, we call him little brother, and then that information is used to harm these things. Well, then now we just unknowingly became intelligence collectors for an act of interstellar war. Again, I'm going off the deep end, I'm being extreme, but these are things we need to consider. These are things that should be disclosed to us so we can understand before we participate in something what it is we're dealing with. I think we deserve full disclosure here. What if these things are hostile and we're out there rushing to the scene, taking pictures, and they under, and they all of a sudden they say, wow, there's a lot of activity down there and they're exposing us in ways we don't want and that triggers some kind of hostile action for us. Again, I just don't know at this point in time, but I am very concerned I think we need that full disclosure piece. I have. Now let me grab my phone here. Hang on a second. I'll probably edit that silence piece out here, but all right. Let's see here. I've been taking. I was taking screenshots all all the other day of all the stuff that that was coming out through Tom DeLong. Uh, right afterwards. He said, uh, this is one hour, like pretty much one hour ago, after, one hour, not one hour ago, one hour after his At The Stars announcement. And he wrote, right now, as people chatter amongst themselves on the internet, we are in tight circles talking to offices at the Pentagon and other, quote, places. There are things coming that you have never, all in caps, seen before. If you think this was all I had planned, you were very wrong. I quietly laughed to my partners at how little people know of what's coming. That last line is what pissed me off, dude. Like, you're laughing to yourself because we're ignorant about what's really going on in the world and you have this special access. Stop teasing us with this stuff, dude, and just put the information out there. We understand there's secret places out there. That's not a big surprise to us at this point in time. There are things that we've never seen before. I get it. 
but you laugh to yourself of how little we know what's coming, that sounds like a Dr. Evil move from Austin Powers. I don't, I don't like that. I have a, a big problem with that one. All right, what other tweets do I have here? Uh, somebody wrote, somebody asked Tom, where are we at here? He says, I understand you need to trust me. What is happening here is very dangerous for the people that came with me. It's only the beginning. See, I don't think that this is as dangerous as he's making it sound. I I just don't see all of these top-level intelligence officials. Hold on, now I'm thinking this through. I don't see them all just up and leaving and violating national security. I I think there'd be a a much greater issue. However, however, if you believe the stuff that Wilcox has been putting out, he said there's been a coup within the government, within the intelligence community, and they're going back and forth, and information is going to start coming out in addition to these pedophilia rings are going to start getting busted. Is this related? I don't know yet. Uh, DeLonge, another tweet, he said uh, he's going to start showing physical things. This was, again, on the day of the announcement. Tom DeLonge that same day put out, At Elon Musk, I can have you briefed by some important people if you would like. To the stars is not building rockets. We are building a disc. Uh, let's see. And then somebody was asking why he wasn't showing stuff. And Tom said on Twitter, I understand your thoughts, but I have been briefed on why. It's unnerving to say the least. If you only knew, you would beg them to do more. Well, maybe you should freaking tell us, dude. Like, again... If we knew we'd beg them to do more, that's that's leading us to think there's some kind of problem, some kind of threat, not enough being done. And I get it. Maybe you have this plan, Tom, and I respect you if you do, you know, or I respect that you have a plan that you're trying to stick to. But what does that mean for us? You're continuing to keep us in the dark. Many of us who have had these crazy experiences our entire life, many of us who've been putting a lot of time and effort, many of us who have been ridiculed, many of us who have been harmed, many of us who have lost friendships and argued with family members and been embarrassed and called the tinfoil hat brigade over this stuff, and you're sitting on this information and putting it out there in a way, to me, that's downright insulting. I don't like the way that this information is being handled. I, I, I don't. You know, and in my head, I'm sitting here going, dude, don't say that. You don't want to burn any potential bridges, but... Again, if I had a chance to sit with Tom one-on-one, this is this is what I would tell him. Uh, he says, let's see, I guess somebody asked who owns what they build, and he says, no, they don't own what they build. The, quote, client does, which is the Department of Defense. They cannot show you or, they cannot show you or rebuild things. Uh, I guess that's uh, in regards to the secret stuff that's already been built. And then he wrote... Tom also wrote on Twitter, imagine multiple spies and senior covert intelligence officers from DOD planning for months to change the world, and you're along for the ride. It also makes me wonder, can we trust these multiple spies? What's their real agenda here? Another tweet from Tom, Colonel affirms new UFO research project aims to be transparent. Aims or will be? So there's one more, and this came across my Facebook feed have it up now I just Tom did a, like a three minute video just this evening 
in the highlights of that video, he said, we're going to soon be releasing hundreds of declassified documents on UFOs, along with many military-grade video footage of UFOs. Going to be a, quote, wild ride, according to the launch. So, all of a sudden, the military has declassified hundreds of UFO documents. And they're going to be releasing military-grade, Tom's saying it's fantastic footage that we, so there's going to be this great clear footage of stuff, of UFOs proving their existence. Well, that's disclosure, if that's what's coming out. So, and I know that To The Stars is aiming to work with the United States government, if the government is willing to work with To The Stars. But what I'm seeing here, what I suspect is going on, let me say it, let me reword that. What I theorize is going on. So again, I'm not saying this is fact. Based on what I'm seeing now, this is what I think. This could change in an hour. This could change in a week. Or I could be dead on. Whatever cabal has been behind this secrecy, I think is behind this disclosure. I think they are releasing this intentionally because the world is changing. The demand is there. People have been ripened for this. Why? Things like the Ancient Aliens program to get us in the mindset that, hey, this is possible. So now they're finally going to release this information. I don't know how much information is going to come out about the government's involvement because we don't want the government to look bad, right? But this information is coming out, and the way it sounds like it's coming out, to me, doesn't think it's some coup or that these people are whistleblowers. I think this is all government-sanctioned. And we need to be cautious of that. Because all of a sudden, after all the years of lying, now, we want them to, we want to trust them? Absolutely not. Does that mean that the information's all lies that's going to come out now? No, we're probably going to get a lot of truth. We're going to get a lot of information, but it's what we're not getting that we need to be focused on. Watch for the deception. Watch for what they're not telling us. When they tell us to look over here, you better be looking in every other direction as well. Now, another point that I want to make about this this announcement was supposed to come out a while ago, months ago. And then WikiLeaks happened, and all of this got put on hold. Tom DeLonge's plan was to work with John Podesta, who, had act- who was the advisor to Hillary Clinton, and they were working with Edgar Mitchell, the Apollo 14 astronaut, who also apparently claimed to have contact with ETs. But in one of the WikiLeaks emails that came out between Tom DeLonge and John Podesta... One of those emails, Tom was saying that he, through the books, through the project that he had, was going to appeal to the youth to make them love John Podesta, to, to glorify this guy, to make, basically to get the people excited about this government. So he's going to manipulate the youth, basically, to say, hey, this guy's a good guy. I have a problem with that. And I think that ties into this agenda that we're seeing here. Again, prove me wrong. Let him, let what they do prove otherwise. But we need to be cautious about this. I, I can't stress that enough. I think this is good. I think this is a big deal. And, and, and I'm just trying to be as critical as I can. I think I have a responsibility to my listeners to be as critical as I can until the evidence tells me otherwise. So I will always ask those questions that challenge whatever they show us. I drive my students 
crazy with that when we have to do things. You know, I'm always giving them a, well, what if this and what if that? That's how my mind works. And that's how I hope your minds are working as well with all of this information. So is this a ploy for the government to say, hey, here's UFOs, by the way, love us despite the lies and all the shit we've done over the past few years, I'm sorry, over the past century? Or is this something else? And I hope that it's something else and there's nothing negative about it and everything's going to be great and we're going to do this and live in harmony. We'll see. We'll see. You know, there's been chatter out there from, I had another video of a guy uh, who claimed to be an insider and he had a lot of good information. I, I got to find you this video and I'll try to share it. But he basically said that, that Tom DeLonge, and I believe that Tom believes in what he's doing is good. Let me, let me, let me say that as well. I believe Tom is so wowed and you can see that by how nervous the man gets when he does his, his Facebook videos. He's nervous. And I think he's so humbled and so amazed by what he's learning I think, though, that he's being used by whoever's behind him, whoever's handling him, to disseminate this information. And I want to give that caveat. I don't think Tom is intentionally trying to deceive people. I don't like his approach of, did I, did I mention that tonight? I don't, I don't like how he's dangling information in front of us to try to bait us to come back for more. I get it, but I don't like it with this level of information. It's too sensitive. But anyway, I think that Tom, I think somebody is behind Tom. Well, we know somebody's behind Tom, but I don't think he's aware of just how he's being used. That's my point. Okay. I, I could just I could just go on forever about this. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and cut it off there. I'm still working on this story. I'm trying to put together a detailed analysis of all the key players and who they're connected with because I'm starting to see... a a web appear in my head of who's connected to who and different agendas and, and all this stuff. And I think that's going to give us another big piece as to, you know, what the hidden agenda might be behind this. That's what I'm looking at. If you have information on this, if you have theories on this, please let me know. And I'm asking if you found this show valuable, because again, I think this is incredibly important. This is world changing. If what's happening happens, if what they're claiming is going to happen happens and it needs to happen soon. Not like so many people in the past who said, oh, there's going to be a big amount of disclosure, and then you have a couple people tell a story, and then that's it, and nothing ever happens from it, and that gets milked forever. If we actually get something out of this, that could change the world. It really could. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love you to shoot holes in, in my thoughts and my logic and tell me, you know, Dennis, here's where you're wrong. Give me a different way to look at this thing. Let me know what you're thinking. But if you found this show of value, please, please, please share it. If you have the secret newsletter, forward it to anybody who might be interested. If you're on Facebook and you don't want to do it publicly, send out a dozen private messages with the link to the show in it. If, you're, if you listen through iTunes and, and you, you don't want to take the time to copy the link and send it out to Facebook or whatever social media feed you use, do me a favor, at least rate the show. Go on iTunes, rate it. You, you can rank it based on the stars. I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying to help grow this show. That's my selfish caveat here. Forgive me for it, but please do that. We need to get this information out. I'm, I'm trying to reach out to those of you that have more information so we can develop our own network so we can critically analyze this information because there's safety in numbers here. So we're not just these these individuals in pockets in different spots trying to, you know, watch this YouTube video, listen to this podcast. 
I'm trying to centralize and consolidate. So please put it out there. Share it. Let's let, let's bring this information in and let's understand what's going on out there. All right, you're probably sick of hearing my voice right now. Uh, hopefully, you're still listening to me. I'm ex- overall, I'm excited about this. R- regardless of where it leads, it's an exciting story to track. It's an exciting story to follow. I will continue to look into it and keep tabs on what's coming and what's going to be released. Um, you know, and, and hopefully, this is as big as as he says it's going to be. And, and if that's the case, Tom, I wish you the best. Uh, you know, just stop baiting us there. All right, my friends, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Sixth Sense Media. You can find the show notes at serviceofchange.com. Be sure to subscribe to The Seeker newsletter. It comes out every Sunday directly to your inbox. It's the best way to stay connected. And you'll get access to read my free ebook, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are. Fascinating read. It's an interesting philosophical jump into the inner workings of the greater purpose for humanity good and evil, God, all that stuff it talks about. That's all the time I have, my friends. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep open mind. Thank you. (laughs) 